Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 77. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we're, t- we're broadcasting from beautiful Miami, Florida. We are down here at the FETC conference having a great time getting ready for an amazing opportunity to network, to learn stuff. And tomorrow, I'm actually going to be doing our podcasting workshop. And as I sit here today and record this, we're putting stuff together for that show. We've got a great workshop coming up for some amazing educators. I'm looking forward to this conference. And that is why today we're talking about how to be a tech coach at a tech conference. Got a great co-host on the show today, and we're going to be talking all about tips and tricks and things that we can do as tech coaches, not only to best represent our needs, but our district as well. And I want to take this moment to remind you guys, we have some new links to click. I am so excited to share with you guys that we are not only on Apple Podcasts, not only on Google Podcasts, not only on Stitcher Radio, but we just released Ask the Tech Coach on Spotify. That's right. You can check us out on all of your devices. And I'm pretty sure these days, my friends, you can now check us out on your smart speaker. I'll be telling you guys more about that as I learn how to do podcasting on my smart speaker. Check it out. If you are checking out this show for the first time, make sure that you do our dedicated Ask the Tech Coach feed wherever your podcasts are. We would love to have you guys be a subscriber. So don't forget to smash that button and share this show with all of your Tech Coach colleagues. We would love to have you guys help us grow our network in 2020. I want to bring on our guest today, Mr. Matt. Friedman, an amazing educator. Matt, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here. Glad it to is so, uh, join you. It is so great to have you here. We had an opportunity earlier this week to kind of catch up. I learned a little bit about your past as a tech tech person, tech director. But Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Matt Friedman? I'm an educator from Pennsylvania, 20 plus years in education, from a classroom teacher to building principal. Uh, to central office. I'm passionate about educational technology uh, and been involved with it for a lot of years. I'm excited to be here uh, with you today, Jeff, and talk about surviving technology conferences. You know, it really is about surviving. You know, as I sit here, it's Monday. I'm getting ready for a long day and a long week. And these aren't you know, this isn't your traditional ed camp. This isn't a couple hours and then you get to go home. These monster conferences, ISTE, FETC, TCEA, Q, all of these bigger ones that are multiple days. You know, Matt, you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. These are, you get up early, you show up at eight o'clock, you run a full schedule, you change, you eat dinner, and then you're out in the evenings networking, doing a whole bunch of stuff. This is a marathon this week that we're going to be starting. It is, Jeff, but I have to tell you, it is something that you will remember for a long time. You'll take back a lot. Uh, You'll learn a lot and hopefully be able to implement things back in your district in a meaningful, meaningful way. On top of it, I think one of the best things, and we'll get into this 
as we go through this evening or today, uh, I really think that the connections that you make at these conferences, these mega conferences, are probably one of the best takeaways of the whole week. Oh, absolutely. The connections that we make are extremely important. We take those back. We follow them on Twitter. We connect with them on our podcasts and on our blogs. And that is one of those things that makes us you know, unique because we are here representing teachers. We're here representing our districts, our administration, our our brands, if you will. And we have that opportunity to really take these tech conferences in from that bird's eye view And that's what we're going to be talking about today, figuring out a way to do all this stuff. I want to remind you guys that next week, after we're back from FETC, we're going to be having our next meeting for our Tech Coach Mastermind. If you're looking to bring professional development into your career, check us out over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. Each month, we do live meetings where you get a chance to meet all of our tech coaches, interact with them. We give you access to our free Facebook page. We give you guys free lesson plans, free templates, free tutorials, so much more all for a very reasonable price. We still have our six-month and 12-month plans opened up. You can check that out over on teachercast.net slash mastermind. If you're going to invest in anything this calendar year, invest in yourself over at teachercast.net slash mastermind. And Matt, that brings up today our tech coach tip of the week. What is our tech coach tip of the week? Well, thanks, Jeff. When attending these conferences such as FETC, TCEA, or even ISTE, It's important to wear multiple hats. As a tech coach representing your district, you should keep your eyes open for what will be useful with your teachers. As a connected educator, you should be reaching out to the network with other tech coaches. Most importantly, you are going to the conference to learn how to be a better professional development provider. So take advantage of everything that you have access to while you're at the conference. And that brings us up to our tips here, right? How are we going to be doing this? How do we survive these conferences? Matt, what's the first thing that we need to be thinking about as we're getting ready for these mega conferences? Well, in my opinion, Jeff, uh, you really need to do some pre-planning. You need to prepare a ton of networking and kind of get the lay of the land before you go to one of these mega conferences. If you go and you're not prepared, it's going to overwhelm you. You're going to walk into a sea of five or six or 7,000 people, and you're not going to have a plan. So it's kind of having a roadmap, an agenda, a, a, you know, a framework to work from, and you need to do that pre-planning. It's going to pay off tenfold throughout the conference. You know, I, I agree. And one of the best places to start doing this is the app. You know, we're down here at FETC and we have an amazing mobile app that not only can you check out all the presenters, check out all the sessions, but you can also favorite them. And it's got a button to add it to your calendar. So you've got a complete solution in these apps. But even if you're at a conference that doesn't have its own mobile app, you know, taking a moment to see what the different sessions are and adding them to a calendar, building out what you're going to do. It's just one of those things that has to happen because before you know it, you're going to get to a conference. It's going to be four o'clock and you're like, oh my goodness, what just happened? So I know for myself, I put stuff in my calendar I've got some of the sessions set up with alarms and I got some of the sessions that are just kind of placeholders. If I'm not busy, I'll go. But there's certain sessions that I know I want to go to or people who I want to see. So, I mean, I've been making a list and checking it twice for the last couple of days. And I even made sure that, you know, while I'm sitting in the airport yesterday, how do I do all this stuff? 
you, you know, planning is certainly one of those important things. How do you plan for these conferences? Well, I'm like you. I, I make a list and usually it's way too ambitious and it's way too long and I check off way too many sessions. It's kind of like making your Christmas list. You ask for too many things and then you pare it down to uh, what you really would like from Santa Claus. So to me, I start out with a huge list and then I kind of go through and see where the redundancies are, see where the gaps and overlaps are. And I really try to align it to not only my district needs, but my personal needs as well and how it can best help me grow professionally and help my district as I bring information back from the conference. You know, as tech coaches, we listen to a lot of professional development, and I'm sure we listen to a lot of podcasts as well. I love finding sessions that are in my domain, sessions that aren't in my domain, but I also love just seeing people present who I don't have an opportunity to. You know, down here at FETC, Adam Bellows doing a great uh, workshop. Steve Dembo is going to be down here doing a great workshop. These are people who I kind of watch and go, "How do they do it? How do they put it? How do they put it together? What do their workshop titles look like? What do their workshop descriptions look like? How do they interact with the audience?" I'm always down studying presenters. I don't know, Matt. Maybe I'm weird when I do all that stuff. But but having a list of where I want to go is really Really, really important. But that's just one of the things that we want to be thinking about. Matt, what's something else that we need to be thinking about as we're tech coaching at our tech conferences? Well, uh, as I mentioned before, I always prepare to do a ton of networking through social media, face to face. And I sometimes I do that uh, in various ways. I, you know, the Twitterverse is, is huge, and you talk to people virtually sometimes for years and years and years. And some of my best moments over the past couple of years at conferences are meeting these people in person and really getting to know them face-to-face, one-on-one. And, you know, once you do your homework before you go, you can go and hang out like at a press room or a blogger cafe or walk the vendor floor and you can start to make the connections from all of your social media connections and all of the pre-planning that you kind of did. One of the things that I love to do is to set up lists, Twitter lists, Facebook lists, things that I can easily add stuff to. You know, I usually create a folder for my for my bookmarks, things that I can do to kind of put into different spots. That way, while I'm at the conference, I don't have to worry about organizing. Um, and as you said, you know, waiting around the press great place to be bloggers cafe great place to be having a place to do those social networkings is really really important i I know after we're after i get done with a few things today i'm going to go walk around the convention floor kind of get a lay of the land see where things are where people might be hanging where some of the vendors are have a great thing what's the third thing that we need to be oh go ahead well you know jeff to your point it's one of those things where at a at a mega conference like we mentioned the fetcs and the uh, the ISTEs or the TCEAs that are that have just grown and grown and grown over the years to amazing conglomerations of information and just a lot of a wealth of educational knowledge in one place. You have to go in with the mindset that you're you're never going to tackle it all. So if you walk out 
with you know a, a fraction of what they have to offer and you zero in like we've been mentioning it, it's easy to walk away satisfied uh because you, you really need to pick and choose the areas of ep- expertise that you want to focus on in the particular conference it's like going to a gigantic university when you were in college uh, you sort of find your niche, and then you, you know, if you go to a university with 30,000 people, once you get into your major, you might see the same group of people all of the time. So it's kind of like that. I take you know that mindset at a giant conference where I really focus in on my areas of need, and then I find pathways with the different sessions, and I tackle those. I connect with the people that I feel are necessary. And, and, and that's how I make it palatable to myself. What's the third thing that we need to be worrying about here? Probably one of the biggest things that people really kind of don't, you know, do that well because they get so engrossed in going to the sessions. You need to take notes. Absolutely. I use a lot of note-taking applications. I'm a big fan of Evernote. I'm a big fan of using Google Docs. You know, having something where you can sit there, not only take notes alone, but take notes with 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 a pen, take notes with with typing, take notes with audio. Um, I've done a lot of great sessions or been in a lot of great sessions where I've just turned on like Evernote, sitting there taking notes and having the ed- the Evernote audio recorder record the whole session or one of the other things i love seeing is crowdsourcing your notes right if you're if you can't make a session have somebody take notes for you grab the presenter show notes off of their presenter bios or even better yet if you're all in the same session grab a google doc and everybody just start you know taking notes at at random here but have something that you can walk away with, right? Because usually at these sessions, Matt, so many different links are being thrown around, apps are being thrown around, resources are being thrown around. Um, It's just overwhelming. You really, I mean, I don't want to say you can't learn at a conference, but it's just so overwhelming to take in everything. You really can't digest everything sometimes until it's over. Well, I love that it's become a requirement of presenters at these conferences that they need to share their notes. And usually, uh, a lot of times now, they will be Google Docs. Uh, they won't be just PDFs. And so uh, a lot of the times, like you said, uh, through crowdsourcing or, or, or different avenues, you can take notes that others can contribute to, and it really becomes a, a work in progress, a, a living and breathing document for the conference. and at the end of the day, it's going to be more meaningful. It will allow you at the end of the day to kind of review your notes, to kind of, uh, you know, make sense of all of the sessions that you went to. I remember the days, and it really wasn't that long ago, where you'd walk into a conference and you walk into a session, the presenter would be sitting at the door, they'd be handing out hard copies of their PowerPoint with two or three slides on them, and your taking notes all over the pieces of paper. And then you get back home after the conference and all the notes that you thought made sense, they don't make sense anymore. So I love the Google Doc. I love the crowdsourcing. I love the audio and the video. Uh, it makes sense. And in 2020, it's a, uh, it, it's a nice luxury to have. 
Absolutely. Now, once you take notes and once you have all these great sessions, the next thing you want to be thinking about is what happens after the sessions are over. You know, there's a lot of after parties. There's a lot of networking happening. There's a lot of stuff happening on the floor. Connecting with the presenters is certainly important. I mean, I've I kind of, you know, regularly after the conference, you know, you email the presenter, hey, that was really good. Can I help you out with anything? Do you need anything? Do you have any resources? Like, try to figure out how to get in touch with the people that are that are presenting on these things. I mean, these are the guys that are and, and ladies who are going to be helping you when you're back in your district and you need a, a resource or a link or something to help you out. You know, conferencing never really dies, does it? No. And the one thing that I would strongly encourage is follow up. Yes. You need to follow up. Like you said, Jeff, you need to follow up. And, and the beauty of it is that you don't have to get someone's office phone number or email address, uh, through social media, you can have that instant connection and follow up with them. And like you said, make Twitter lists and things that are really instantaneous connections that can really continue to conversations right after the session and you know following through the the conference you bring up a good point about the social events the social events have uh, really changed over the years it used to be a true social event but now it's really turned into a social slash networking event and uh, they're really meaningful uh it's it's a chance to debrief with people it's a chance to build your network of connections, whether it's through social media or just, uh, you know, traditional conversations. Uh, but you'll be amazed that if you go check out some of these social events and social networking events at these large conferences, you'll walk away with some valuable, valuable resources of shaking hands, making those connections, having valuable educational conversations And that's probably some of the most powerful times at the conference. Now, that's just the list that we've put together. We want to know what you guys think. How are you preparing for conferences? This is the season, right? FETC is this week. We just had bets. Microsoft's having some great conferences. TCEA is coming up. And of course, in Anaheim in July, we've got the grandfather of them all here. We got ISTE conference coming up here. I'm looking forward to this conference season. I hope you guys are looking forward to this conference season. And of course, we would love to stay in touch with you and, le- and have you guys help and be a part of this and all of the shows on TeacherCast. If there's any tech coaching topics that you'd like to have us hit, please check us out over on Twitter at, teach- at Ask the Tech Coach. We would love to have you guys follow us there and let us know what you guys would like to learn about. Matt, tell us a little bit more about, about yourself. I know you had an opportunity to work with tech coaches um, in, a, in a former life of yours. What are some of the things that you like to see from your tech coaches when they go to conferences? Well, it needs to be meaningful. So in my last district, we had 10 tech coaches and they really would like to go. They always like to go to a national conference together, and then they would divide and conquer. And I know not every district has the luxury of having maybe 10, but if you work with a team, I would suggest strongly that you don't attend the same sessions, that you do divide and conquer. And it goes all the way back to our beginning conversation. That pre-planning goes a long way. You talk about your goals and the the short and long-term goals that you might have in the district. And you kind of figure out ahead of time, 
as you mentioned, FETC has a tremendous app with the with the schedules and agendas and the session descriptions. Create those pathways. So my expectation has always been from tech coaches, whether it's having a, my, a former district where I had three tech coaches or my last district where I had 10 tech coaches, you divide and conquer. You come up with a plan, you bring it back to the district, and you take, once you debrief, you take the good of what you learned and you pay it forward to your staff. And that's how you truly make it meaningful and that personalized professional growth, that ongoing professional development becomes important. It doesn't just become a vacation. It becomes a working conference for everyone involved and meaningful for everyone in the district when you get back. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to a week of meaningful and and, and long-lasting friendships and networks and professional development happening this week. I'm looking forward to tomorrow when I do my educational podcasting workshop. And you know what? So if you happen to come down to FETC this week, we would love to meet up with you guys and love to check you out. Matt, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today and helping us out with the episode. Where can we find you? So you can, the best place to find me uh, is on Twitter at M Friedman. That's M-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N-P-G-H. And we certainly hope that you do. Matt, thank you one more time for coming on. Check out all the great stuff on Matt. We're going to have all of his social links on our show notes. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 77. And next week, we've got another great show. Check us out on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. We've got some great stuff happening. And don't forget to share Ask the Tech Coach with your PLN. We greatly greatly appreciate it and that wraps up this episode of ask the tech coach on behalf of everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students you've been listening to the teacher cast educational network hosted by jeff bradbury please reach out to the show with all of your questions on twitter at teachercast or online at www.teachercast.net be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and please take a moment to write a review in the app store